Uh, today we want to talk about this statement on the cross, the last words of Christ on the cross. We have one more. Today, uh, it, it's a great one. It's a wonderful one. It's a prophetic one. It, it is finished, uh, is the word. Most prophetic word that we get coming from the cross, because the covenant is between the Father and the Son, and now it is. We're hearing these words, and the Puritan writer that this was one of the uh, that that this one, this statement, is the very fact that the covenant between the Father and the Son is now complete, and that there is a power unleashed by Christ in that statement that it's like the power of God finished uh, uh, is the Greek word it's the it, it, it's it's in it is past future uh, it, it is all finished everything thought of in the past everything in the present everything in the future is combined in this it your redemption is sealed it's finished done the covenant is done and it's it's settled once and for all and, and there's several words that, and ways that this, uh, that this powerful word, telesti, uh, uh, is used or was used in biblical times. This is a word that wasn't just some random statement. It was used at this Bible days when you said the word, it is finished. That's what it means. It is finished. It's done. It's completed. It's the end. And so uh, that word was used, and I'll give you a couple of examples of where I heard that was used. For instance, servants would uh, do it when they do a job. They would tell it tetelestai, or it is finished. They would yell it out, and then the master would give them another job. It's done. It's complete. Another way that you would see this word used was when merchants stamp to a place. You would purchase something. They would stamp a stamp like we see today. It would go up on a piece of paper and it would stamp that word, tetelestai. It would say, paid in full. You just paid for what you purchased. It's paid for in full. Nobody can ever say it's not yours because you have the receipt to go. It's done in full. Money, if you get a loan, once you paid for the loan in full, they may take a and some ink and write on that parchment, parchment, paid in full, it's finished, done, completed. The priest was another place, this word, the priest would go into the pen and he would find and look for that perfect animal and when he found that perfect spotless lamb that could go and be sacrificed, he would yell out this word, it's done, I found the sacrifice, it is done. And so it was. It's complete. The one I'm looking for. An artist when he made a stroke on a canvas. Perfect. It is done. It's finished. Tetelestai. It is finished. It's complete. It's finished. Or a potter on a potter. Hey, put it on the table. Put it in the fire and kill. Whatever it's done, it, it it's completed, and so now with Jesus, it's no it's it's no coincidence, and it's not a random statement that that he uses this word so that we'll have the full of God's plan 
of what God planned long before, eons ago, before the foundation of the world, before we were ever created. And here He is hanging on this cross. And Jesus is showing us, He's saying, see the full impact from God's viewpoint. It is It is. The work has been accomplished and it is done. Something has come to an end. Something is complete. Something is finished. And the priest would have known exactly Again, what he is he's quoting again the scripture. We said all these are quotes from the scripture, and once again he's pointing us of the cross in the pointing us all the way back. And, and the rabbis he is quoting it, he's pointing the Bible in the book of what so he's back there to see about to see what's happening on this cross, to hear these statements and, and show us that it is completed. And we see those words found in, in the Psalms there, in Psalms 22, verse 31. It's complete. The last, psalm, the last verse of that psalm tells us that it's been done. And they would have known that. When you look at this word finished, there's other places that word was mentioned. For instance, Genesis 2, when you look in your Bibles, the Bible says that when he created this natural world, which he did, the Bible tells us there in uh, Genesis 2 and 1, it says, thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. He created and he said, it's done. It's complete. The natural world that you're seeing, it is done. But we know what happened with the natural world. He created a natural place and dwell in his presence with his provision, with his power, uninterrupted. That it, Nothing could interrupt that other than when man, now man has been banished from that and is outside of the presence of God. And so how is the Son of God... To create a place where where something now that can come to the presence of God will not create a natural place, is going to prepare a spiritual place where you can come and abide again in my presence, in my power, in my provision, uninterrupted. And so we've got a plan. We've got a will, we've got a work, and we've got a plan that is going to go on, and we are going to bring a, a spiritual place. It's going to be a place filled with righteousness. It's going to be filled with peace, and it's going to be filled with spirit. That's what it's doing. That's what my spirit is going to spiritual righteousness, and that's what he is on that cross. Them forgiveness brings righteousness, and then he comes down and he says, "Son, behold, thy, uh, our, 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 he's going to bring reconciliation today. You'll be with me in paradise. Immediately, we are reconciled and restored back to the Father, which brings us the establishing the place for you. He is bringing that place to us. It's a spiritual." place where we're filled with righteousness, we're joy, we're filled with peace and, and, and joy of having the family of God. Hold your son, hold your mother. It's a place where the family of God is. We're now forgiven. We're now and we're now family. We have 
in this place, right? We have joy when we're together. We have joy being in the family of God. And that's what what he's established on that cross. That is what he's doing. He cries out, like we said, out of Psalms 22, 31. Back to the scriptures, people are thinking what you know, others some would have known, others are intrigued by what does he mean? What does this mean? It is finished. Is this mean sin is atoned for? No, it's the covenant is finished. Covenant, Max, is what he is he is accomplishing. It was between the Father and it was between the Son, and it is now finished. And listen, there is a unity between the cross and the covenant because because these two go hand in hand. The covenant is just words about the cross. It's just words about the cross. But the cross is the sacrifice you have just. Sacrifice without the guarantee. They're both together. You've got the contract and the words, and you've got to have the sacrifice that brings and guarantee that this can be done now and that this can happen. So when these two combine together, and you have an eternal sacrifice, and you have legally that legally sets you free for all of it. You have the covenant. You have what was promised, contract, and now you and the two of them. That's what's been done before the foundation of the world. That's what's taken place on this cross. As he is saying these things, as he's sacrificing his life, the two of those are coming together, and now there is a power in these things that give you eternal life forever and forever and forever. Amen? So we want to look at the will of God redemption. We want to look at... We want to look at the plan of God. So we're going to talk about the will of God in redemption, the work of God in deliverance, and the plan of God in the covenant. That's what's going on on that cross. So let's look at the will of God through redemption that has been fully accomplished now. It is finished. The will of God is finished for mankind. It has been accomplished. And in other words, John 4. 34, look at what he says. Jesus saith unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. That's what Jesus is coming to do. He is coming. He's saying, My whole life's journey is to do the will of God, it's to do the will of the Father, and it's to bring his work to completion. That's the will, it's to go into the market. A few weeks ago, it is to go the will of God. The will of God. It is redemption. It is to buy you back. Man sold himself under the slavery of sin, under the bondage of sin. He sold himself, and all of a sudden, now God says, "Go in, and I want to buy them back." This is my will. Redemption. The will of God is the redemption of man to buy man back to bring you peace with God. That's. What Colossians 1.20, having made peace with God, how? Blood, through the shedding of blood, peace through us, with God, with His Father. That's the purpose, folks. If you don't preach redemption, if you don't preach the blood, the cross, then I don't know how you go there. If all you preach and talk no, book from start to finish is about the will of God and the will of God is to redeem man, reason man, 
redeemed is a hurt. You're lost. You need to be bought back. You're not as good as you think you are. Apart from God. We're all sinners and come short of the glory of God. There is no one righteous. No, not one. And so, He had to come buy us back. And it's, it's beautiful. This is the will of God, folks. God is so good. He goes into the marketplace. We said it like this. Going into the marketplace and seeing all these animals, seeing doves, seeing sparrows, seeing pigeons, seeing all these caged birds in cages in the marketplace, in bondages, in strongholds. And He pays the full price for all I don't want just them and them. I want all of them. I want the scrawny ones. I want the bad ones. I want all of them. I want the worst of the worst ones. I want every one of them. I want the disease. I want the lame ones. I want the crippled ones. I want every bird in the marketplace in the cage. That's agoresso. It means that he comes and he pays to buy us back and to take us out of the marketplace, which is agoresso. It means to take those, put them on a cart, pull them out, cart them out of there, and then take them to the top of a hill. And then the next word that he uses for redemption is lutra. And it means to release those cages, open the doors, and let the birds go free. Whom the Amen. Amen. And your redemption has nothing to us. Jesus, all to him I owe. Sin, he washed it white as snow. It was all because of Jesus. He does it all. He goes into the the mount. He it has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with Him. And, 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 and He does it. He pays it. He says it is finished. The will of God is redemption. Father, I have done it. I have paid the I have purchased them. I have bought them back. I've taken them out of the marketplace. I have set them free. And, 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 and that brings us next to into the work of God. I'm not going to do the will of God, but the will is to do the work of God, and which is to bring deliverance to us. It is to bring us into absolute deliverance. Listen, he's speaking to the disciples in John 5, 36. And he says, but I have a greater witness than that of John. For the works which the Father have given me to finish, the same works that I do bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. John 5.36 talks about the works that Jesus came to finish and the word teletestai uh, or tetelestai again which means it is finished. Hebrews 4.3 says the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Romans, this is agreement that before the foundation of the world. Romans 9.28 for he will finish the work and cut it short in righteousness. 17.4, I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which you on and on. We see redemption. We see the will of God. We see the work of God is to bring deliverance to man who is now in bondage, slavery, and captivity. 
broken, is wounded, is hurt. He's come to set the captives free. So what is the works or what are the works of God? I said it's to bring us into absolute deliverance. On the Mount of Transfiguration, there's something very interesting going up on that mountain. It's such a new covenant. It's such a picture of what's taking in our deliverance. Luke 9, 9 and 30 and 31 says this, And suddenly there taught with him two men, which were Moses and Elijah, who appeared in the glory and spoke of his decease, which, which he should fulfill at Jerusalem. Now, why is he talking to Moses and why is he talking to Elijah? It, this is not chance. Moses was one of the greatest deliverers that Israel had ever seen. He delivered of Pharaoh's clutches. He took them across the Red Sea. He absolutely was a great deliverer. So he's there with Jesus saying, you're the greatest deliverer. Seeing that he, Jesus is the greatest exodus there ever will be. And then he's sitting there talking with Elijah. What was Elijah? Elijah was the prophet who prayed and the fire from heaven. The sacrifice consumed the sacrifice saw it and the whole nation turned to God. So what is he up there telling? He's up there taking the disciples up there and he's saying to them, Christ is bringing to the world the greatest deliverance we're ever going to see not just a nation, but the entire humanity that's power not just a favor, but under the power of Satan, he is going to give the greatest and the greatest deliverance that you've ever seen. He is going to be the sacrifice. And once He is consumed and sacrificed for mankind, now not just a few people have an opportunity to turn back to God, but now every person on the face of the earth has the opportunity to turn back to God. These stories are amazing. Stories. The covenant. They reveal the redemption of mankind. They reveal the plan of God from cover to cover to cover. Get in the book and read the book and let the Spirit reveal to you what you can see with the natural Show you the covenant. He wants to show you redemption. He wants to show you His Son from every page of the book. Amen? Salvation is there for anyone, for all the takers. And so, so the Father wants to see that God is bringing the greatest deliverance and the greatest opportunity ever for mankind to turn to God. Now they're talking to him and the Bible says they talked about his decease and that word in the Greek really means the exodus. In other words, they're talking about the greatest exodus the world would ever see. If you're wondering what they're talking about, about the greatest deliverance that's ever you were people out into a desert, nothing yet. Hey, you think you saw coming down nation turn back from idols to God? You ain't millions upon millions through generation after generation after generation are going to come to God because of me. Amen? This is my son in whom I'm pleased. Hear him. The And it's just the great deliverer. The great prophet, the great, the great king, and so, so, so they see this. They see that the work of God is to bring about the greatest deliverance. The will is redemption. It's to do the work, to bring the greatest 
to mankind because we're in bondage, which leads us to the last point is the plan of God in this new covenant. Listen to what in John 17, 4, which is what he's establishing on that cross, our salvation, bringing us out of the old that's vanishing away and now into a new way to come to God. And here we are in the plan of God, the new covenant, at the right time. Of a virgin into the world to redeem mankind, lead him out into a deliverance. What news is that, man? Great news. Listen to what John 17 4 says. Jesus is praying to the Father and he says, I have glorified your name. God, Tetelestai, it is finished. So he's in this garden praying. And he says, Father, listen, before the foundation of the world, we agreed to salvation. We agreed to a covenant. We agreed to this. We agreed to redeem mankind and to deliver mankind. We did this. We planned this. Here I am. I have completed. I have gone to the marketplace. I'm buying back humanity. My blood for them. Perfect, perfect blood. I've not broken your commandment. I've never failed to love my heart, drink, and I've never loved my neighbor as myself. I've not broken of your commandments. I've fulfilled the law to the fullest. Father, here I am. I, I, the, uh, Father, I, I've glorified your name. I have done your will. I have done your work. I've achieved your perfect deliverance for mankind. And now I'm glorifying you by having completed everything that you've asked me to do. I have finished the work. And that's that word, tetelestai, in John 17, 4. It is finished. It is finished. And listen to what he says in Isaiah 42, 6, because this is the covenant. Isaiah is really listening in at an old ancient conversation and pinning it down. And this is what the Lord says. The Lord says this, I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness, and I will hold your hand, and I will keep you, and I will give you for a covenant. If you go, son, you fulfill part of the plan. I will kazak you. I will hold your hand and I will keep you and I will give you for a covenant. That is the plan of God. I held you while you were there. I held your hand all the way through to the cross, all the way to the resurrection power. And now I am giving you as the covenant so that uh, not only speaking of making covenant, not only speaking of Jesus sacrificing for the covenant, but he is actually going to be the covenant. And what that means, if that doesn't ding with you, is what means is when you receive him into your life, you're receiving the finish to your life. Every, you're receiving a finished covenant. In other words, everything that he has completed, now we are complete in him. You receive Him, you're complete in Christ. You receive everything that He completed on the cross and you are walking in the completeness of this covenant. So when Christ did His finish, there are a couple things that He did. And when He died, it is 
finish on that cross. A few things ripped and a few things happened for me in that prophetic utterance that came off the cross. Sixth statement when he said, Father, it is finished. And the cry, first of all, ripped the curtain to the holy place. The Bible says that when he cried out this, the earthquakes, uh, the rocks were shattered and began to break up. And there was a ripping of the curtain in the holy of holies. Only the high priest could go into this place. Nobody else could go into the place of God. And Jesus spoke those prophetic, creative words, it is finished. And then what he was saying is, the way that man can now approach God has a completely different tone. It has changed. God is now a man. It's changed. Old Testament, you had to try to get to God with your works. Now, and now God is coming to man. It's not you coming to God. God is coming to man. So when he yelled out that it is finished, it ripped the veil in that tent. It changed the way that mankind can come. God, now there's a new and living way by His blood. You can come into the most holy place. Mark, you've been talking to me about prayer. You can go to God in prayer 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. It's not on a day of atonement. There's a new way. When He cried out, it is finished. The covenant was complete. And now we enter in to a new covenant with God. Amen? Yes. And that cry ripped through the holy place. That cry ripped through hell. Because Satan, what it sent a message to hell is finished. He was saying, Satan, your rule of is done. It's done. Let's die. It is finished. Your rule over their minds. Your rule over their hearts. Your rule of dancing over them and praying over them and having demonic sway over them. It is finished. And then lastly, that cry ripped through the layers. Oh, I love it. Of condemnation and judgment of sin. Mind, conscience, it finished. But God, you don't know what I've done. It but God, last night I was It is finished. But God, I did this and I did that. Let me show you my dirty laundry list. If you confess your sins, He is faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. It is finished. And what the blood of goats and bulls could not free your conscience from. One sacrifice once and for all. It is finished. It is finished. And now your conscience can be free. But God, can you do this? I've done this. And I've done that. And I've done that. And I've done that. My blood is sufficient. My grace is sufficient. Come to remember the melting of my conscience. I'm free. It's done forever, eternally. There's a way to God. There's a way of forgiveness. There's a way the scoundrel Brad Lindsay can be forgiven and God can receive me into his care. 
A couple more scriptures and we will we'll dismiss. In Hebrews 9, 15 through 17, two more scriptures. It says, therefore, he, Christ, is the mediator of covenant now so that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance in, in other words he wants you to receive everything he accomplished for you on the cross and listen to what he says since a death occurred that redeems them from the transgressions committed under the first covenant you're guilty you're guilty by the law lest you keep it all randa Lest you keep it all, you're guilty. Since a death has occurred that redeems them from the transgressions committed under the first covenant, for where a will is involved, the death of the one who made it must be established. My, uh, so, so, so a will is only effective what they're saying is when the person dies if I make a will and I put my two sons to divide everything equally you get it I have to die in order for that will to be established that's exactly what he's saying here this covenant, this will, this new testament this new covenant in his blood will only be effective and available to us when he dies he's done it for if a, for a will takes effect only at death since it is not in force as long as the one is made alive and Christ's last will and testament is this because I've seen people over wheels that'll make you sick. I've seen people fight over possessions. I've seen people fight over stuff. But here's the beautiful thing about the will of God. The beautiful part about the will of God is everybody gets the same thing. Everybody gets peace that comes to Him. Everybody gets love. Everybody gets joy. Everybody gets His power. Everybody gets forgiveness. Everybody gets His riches and everybody gets His presence. It is for every single person who believes. When you believe Him, receive Him, you at the cross. And here's the period in the covenant, First Corinthians two six and through ten, it says, "Yet among the mature, we do impart wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away." It's talking about worldly wisdom, but we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. In other words, it was written for us. This is written for us to know about. This is written, Peter, for us to receive, man. This is written for you to see. This is written for you to get. This is written for those who can understand to leap in their seats today and see it and understand. The wisdom of this age won't get it. If you're just trying to think like a man, you won't get it. But he's given it to us to see this wisdom that was hidden and now is revealed to us for the glory of God. And none of the rulers of this age understood this. For had they known it, they would never have crucified. Lord of glory. Because if Satan had known what he was doing and what the people who believed on this would get, his power, his grace, his love, his forgiveness, and dispense everything that he accomplished at the cross for mankind, he would have never crucified the Lord of glory. There is no way. But as it is written, what no eye has seen nor ear heard you know, the heart of man imagined God has prepared those things for those who loved Him. 
This is the plan of God, folks. Redemption. Deliverance of mankind. It's not just for you to get a Rolls Royce and a Maserati and a big house here. It's way better than that. It's the redemption of your soul. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. And so Jesus on that cross settled this matter once and for all. Adam did way back in the garden. The second Adam now cries, complete. It's finished. It's finished. I delight to do your will, God. I delight to do the will of God. The message has been delivered. And what he said on the cross is, you're free, so stay free. And, and, and in the Father's side was this, I'm holding you, get a song ready. I'm holding you, I'm keeping you, I'm going to protect you, I'm going to cover you, I'm going to guard you, I'm going to kazak you. Christ's side was this of the covenant. In part, these are a few things. I'm going to represent the Father perfectly. And you've seen me. Father, I'm going to live as a man. I'm going to do the will of God and I'm going to delight in it. I'm going to become the kinsman redeemer. I'm going to become a priest, a king, and a prophet, which didn't have all those offices together. Uzziah tried it and you can't do it, but, 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 but you can in the Messiah. You can in the I'm going to bring forth by the Father. Build the kingdom. Jesus cries, it is finished. There's nothing left for you to do. There's nothing left for me to do. It is done. The judgment is lifted off of man. God is not mad any longer. I accept you in the blood. It is done. Because I don't have it on the screen. Absolutely. Altar call. John 6, 28. Because some of you want to know how you can work. And I'm going to show you. Then they said to him, the disciples, What shall we do that we may work the works of God? And Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him. That you believe that I've actually this for you, what Brad Lindsay's experienced in six years. You really believe I've done this for you, and now all the benefits are. So, Father, thank you for the cross. Thank you. Thank you. God, we've been on a journey a long time since the beginning of this year. A covenant of works way back when in the garden established and had one command, simple command, was transgressed and broken because they'd held the word of God lightly. Esteem your word, and God sinned, and mankind transgressed and failed, and out of that garden and out of that place, out of that original sin. The world has been sinning ever since. It was passed on. And God, we've seen that. 
And we've seen the results of that now. And we saw how covenant after covenant was established. And man could never keep his end of, the, of, the, of it. That was never the original intent. Because from the, before the foundation of the world, you already, you already had a perfect plan. And God, we just saw it today. The will of God was to bring redemption. We see it all the way through the Bible. God, from the first sin, there was shedding of blood. From the first sin... An innocent animal pays to cover their transgression. And we see it all the way through. Through the priesthood, through the establishing of the law, through the, through the sacrificial, through the Levitical, uh, through the temple. We see it. We see God, God re- building a plan, God creating a plan to bring man back into this spiritual place the spiritual fellowship with God where we could we, we would never be uninterrupted again God we would have we would have your presence with us all the time we would have your power with us all the time your protection with us all the time and God all these were pointing to and showing us that 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 the seventh covenant God was going to be a final and a complete one that your son was going to finish the work And God, He cried on that cross, Father, it is finished. End of the bargain. Redemption's done. The work of God, of deliverance is done. Plan of the new covenant. There's a new way that people and mankind can come to God. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Father, if there's one person in here, maybe, maybe God, they've been to church their entire life. Maybe they went to church. Maybe, maybe they've uh, grew up in a Christian home. And, 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 and maybe, God, they, they've been under condemnation and guilt because of their trespasses and sin. God, discouraged place, a, a, a hopeless place, feeling uh, just trying to please God, trying to serve God, getting involved in this and in that, doing good deeds, doing good works, only to, only to, only to wind up feeling still empty and lost and not understanding that the work of God is to believe when He sent who finished receive Christ, we receive the entirety of the covenant. All of this comes into us. And we're so grateful for that, Lord. We're so grateful that it's finished. And with that being said, if there's one person here and you haven't entered in to your rest, God worked and on the seventh day He, he, he ceased from His work and He rested. And now he says in Hebrews, there remains for the people of God. He wants you to cease from your works. From your works of trying to please God. From your works of trying to obtain and earn salvation. And he wants you to believe in the finished work and rest. And he says, they enter into this rest by faith. By faith. And so if you need to know Christ and you want to enter into your salvation, 
You want to receive salvation. You want to receive the covenant, which is Christ. Would you just slip your hand up and say, I don't understand this, but I know myself that what you say is true. I'm a sinner, and I've sinned. I've done things that, that are not right before God, and I need salvation. And I, and I want to receive that gift of salvation. If that's you, I'm not going to, I'm just going to simply ask. Raise your hand. That's all I want to do. If in this room that God's dealing with your heart and you say, I just want to know that I'm saved. I want to receive Christ. And I want to receive everything that was finished for mankind's redemption, for my deliverance. And I want the plan of God to be complete in my life. Is there one? Hallelujah.